We are the young adult ministry of Church of the Harvest, located in Olathe, Kansas. Every week, we will explore the challenges, opportunities, and struggles that many young adults face, and how faith is practically applied throughout this incredible season. For more information, visit our website or our young adult Instagram. Hey guys, welcome back to the Harvest Young Adults Podcast. My name is Royce, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Kristen McAfee. Kristen, tell everybody what's going on. What's going on? Glad to be back on here. So much fun. Hey, so we are going to be continuing the conversation of goals, resolutions, purpose, all that good stuff, because, you know, at the beginning of a year, the beginning of a decade, you start to reflect on all of those kinds of things. So, Kristen, here's here's kind of how I want to kick this off. Um, what have you already given up on? Any <laughs> any goals that you set? You're like, I'm gonna do these things every day, and already it's like, no, I'm not. Um, you got anything? I feel like it's such an you easy know what? thing to do. It is an easy thing to do. Um, I'm not drinking as much water. Oh, I you be had the water goal. The water. The water goal. Or even, yeah. Um, water right. and steps is always like my favorite. Like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. It does. But it does. It, it matters. And, but. but I just don't drink enough water. Yeah. Like I literally don't. I just don't drink anything, which is kind of a problem. That is a, yeah, hydration's a big <laughs> like, deal. Like it's not like I drink coffee. It's not like, I just don't drink, I don't drink sugary drinks. Jesus I don't drink said, pop. come to me all who thirst, okay? He, he gave me the living water. The living That's <laughs> all I need. That's did all I need. Did you meet him at a well? Because I did. Like, this is, me and the Samaritan woman a are seeing eye to eye. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I definitely, that and um, hitting the gym as much as I want to. So oh. I'm, I'm on my food goal. I'm doing Whole30 right now. Okay. So that's been pretty cool. And like budgeting and finances and stuff like that. But I think my gym, going to the gym as frequently as I want to. Yeah. Or or even just doing the pull-ups and squats and push-ups that I want to do at my house. Hey. Just aren't happening as much and as often as I'd like. Right. So it's anyways, a thing. it is a thing. But I'm still I'm still nibbling at it one little day at a time. So I'll get to it. I always try and figure out how long it takes people to like re like reevaluate their like, new actually, habits. Like, actually, can't do that anymore. Right. Yeah. So I, I set a goal to read the New Testament every week this year. So read reading the New Testament 52 times. Yeah, I remember Which that. breaks down to like, it's like two to two and a half hours if, if you're reading, like average reading mm-hmm. speed. Yeah, you said you were a fast reader. I, I am. Like I, have, you do it pretty I have an above, uh, I have above average reading speed, but really, it's so like, but reading the Bible, but right? I was like, but it's the Bible, so you probably so, should be like speed reading it. Yeah, exactly. It's not the point of it isn't to just. I hate like just the check the box things, especially whenever right. it comes to like spirituality or even when it comes to like the gym. You know, like going to the gym, it's like, oh, I've got these exercises to do, and so I just got to knock them out and get the reps done, and that can be really like inefficient to a large degree if mm-hmm. it if there's not intensity behind it or there's not intentionality behind stuff like or even reading. focusing on the form yeah you and know, so i think with whenever it comes to like reading the bible i'll get caught and I, that's been really cool like i've i've gotten like caught learning and 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 contemplating different things all like each week that i've done it mm-hmm. i've seen something new that's caused me to like pause and contemplate an area. Um, and so like one that's weird is like there's a there's an instance where Jesus is he's talking, his brothers are 
they're like inciting him to go to the festival in Jerusalem. And they're like, you need to go. You need to reveal yourself because, you know, people who do works like this, they don't hide it. They go do things because they were trying to get attention for themselves. And he's like, I'm not going to go. My, he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to the festival. Um, and they're, and then he, he actually, they leave and then he winds up going. And I was like, hold on, this is a huge problem because did Jesus just lie to these people? Like, but he didn't lie because he can't lie because he's sinless. And so it was like, and so I actually yeah. looked it up and, and it's, uh, it's like a difference of translations because he says, I'm not, I'm not going to go yet is actually the way that it wow. originally yeah, cool. played out. But yeah. it was like, it was this really cool conversation that I had with a friend of mine because it, you know, caused this thought. And I say that just to say that like, whenever it comes to Bible reading or habits, like, like there's all these little snags that cause us to maybe kind of bunny trail in a different direction. And that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing to get, you know, go down a, a layer that'll get you a little bit more detail oriented or, you know, cause you to be curious. But uh, but I also think that, you know, we tend to try and start new things. And as we try to start new things, the normal things I've, weigh in. I for sure feel like just over the years of being the type of person who likes to set goals and things like that. My verbiage and language has changed over the years where it used to be like, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. Now it's like, okay, I want to be healthier. I want to make sure that I'm active and doing things. I want to get stronger. How can I do that? And so when I think about, I want to be, and also I want to be self-disciplined. How can I do that? And so that affects my diet, you know, what I'm putting in my body and that affects, you know, how active I am at my job and, you know, doing things with my students and kind of factoring those things in, it's just helped instead of putting the focus on the specifics of what I can't do, I'm focusing a lot on, okay, what do I want? And what do I want to see in my life? And if I want to be healthy, what does that mean? Right. And so, yeah, I definitely can for sure relate to, man, we're two weeks in and you fell off all of the trains. <laughs> like, like what is going on? And so that was probably me about five, six years ago, but I'm learning how to kind of like we talked about last time, get more into the rhythm of, you know, seeing the grace and growth in life instead of just expecting us to just rigidly, you know, perform just right. for well, the I sake think, of performing. I think, though, if you ask, you know, the question why, you know, so I, I deal with, so outside of like a spiritual context, the most, I think the most common conversations that I have with people are like around fitness goals. Right. And a lot of times, like, you know, I'll talk to people, especially around this time, and, you know, we'll talk about goals. And when you talked about language, right, like you, you use more ambiguous language, but you still have a very specific goal. And I think that's important, like just on a very practical sense, like open up your mindset, right, about the how to get there, mm -hmm. but know where there is. Mm -hmm. That's a very important thing. But I know a lot of people... Um, it's a really cliche, but an easy to use um, uh, thing. But but like people want to lose weight, and I'll, I'll there's a very annoying but very uh, relevant question that comes into play whenever you know talking about goals, and it's this: why, why? You know, because like with weight, for instance, if you get stuck on a number, what you're thinking is, if I reach that number in my weight, then I'll be happy with how my body looks or fits into things or whatever. Um, and the, 
you know, so therefore it's like, it might not be a weight thing. Maybe you don't want to weigh a certain amount because really that's about how you look and how confident you are with how you look. Mm -hmm. And so really you don't want to weigh a certain amount. When you boil it down, you want to be confident with how you look. And when you ask the question, why, whenever it gets, whenever it comes to goals, I think it kind of begins to uncover some layers that cause us to get distracted and cause the uh, the disciplines that we have to kind of go off the rails, as you said, yeah. right? Because when we dig down, we're like, oh, no, that's not really the reason why this is actually right. the right. reason why. And I think also in that, too, it causes our mindsets to change away from what we feel like we're maybe not supposed to do. Because that's the first place we always go. Like we, as human beings, yeah. it's like we always go to a restrictive mindset. Like, don't do this, don't do that. Right. I want to not do this. But then we don't really, you know, a lot of times we don't really fill that with, okay, well, what, I should do this what, instead. What can do? Yeah, I mean, we do that with our, even our Christian stuff. Like, well, God says, oh, yeah. I can't do this, can't do that, can't do this. What can I do? I don't know. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> there's so many things that the Lord wants us to put on and grow in and things like that. But like you said, our tendency is to always just focus on, the negative. And I think in a previous podcast, we talked about even as we view ourselves, we tend to criticize ourselves. We just focus on the negatives instead of what we actually are good at and our strengths and things like that. So I think that's a really, a really, really good point. Um, it reminds me because I mentioned I'm doing Whole30. Those of you who are not familiar, it's just basically like, a, I think it's just- You just a, eat vegetables and, and <laughs> Vegetables, fruit, fruit Nuts, nuts and meat so basically oh, yeah. you can, you can meat. have meat so you're staying away from sugar you're not eating grains you're not eating um beans or anything like that so pretty much here's how you here's how you do whole 30 you just go outside and if it's not growing out of the ground you grow food okay you just grow food i have a and garden if you didn't grow it you don't eat it and if you didn't kill it this is gonna be like right. somebody outside your apartment building with like a bb gun hunting squirrels like i gotta kill it it's pretty much the whole 30 diet you know that that's what I'm doing for 30 go. days, um, except not that primitive. There you go. <laughs> but okay. anyways, we have grocery I literally have asked myself that question because some people will say like, why are you doing it? Are you doing Whole30 to lose weight? Are you doing Whole30 for this? Like, you don't need to lose any weight, you know, whatever. And they, yeah. they always have their reasons that they fill in like why I could be doing it. And honestly, at the end of the day, when I think about it, I just like to flex my self-discipline and say, <laughs> I can give up sugar for 30 days. Like, that Dude. is my reason. <laughs> like, isn't it so, but isn't that is so it? insightful how people will project their own motives onto your goals? That is so, that's so true. <laughs> it's like, it's like that's actually that? not what I'm doing. Really? And sometimes if we don't know, we don't answer our why questions, when people do project, we make that our own. And it's right. like... This doesn't fit. Like it's kind of like you know David and uh, King da- King Saul uh-huh. when he was on, when, yeah when he put on the armor and it was like okay David has fought the bear and the lion without your armor and he didn't need it right. and when he put it on it doesn't fit and so it would have been foolish of David to say like all right I guess I have to wear this now and I think so often we can find ourselves doing that unintentionally just because people will project reasons on things and so when you say thinking about that why question is so important sometimes it takes some reflection of like okay yeah why do i want to lose weight why am i trying to you know do better at my job am i trying to do it just for attention and status or do i really just feel like the lord wants me to just be excellent at what i do and i'm doing it 
unto him? Am I doing it for people? Like, it's kind of just a really good question to ask. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that all kind of mixes it to me mentally, right? And mm-hmm. and therefore practically, it all kind of mixes into this bowl. So I, I always kind of split things into... Um, like a contrast between Old Testament thinking and New Testament thinking. You know, when we talk about, um, we, a lot of times what gets oriented towards um, not just Christianity, but really any religion um, is the do's and don'ts, right? We, and the don'ts far outweigh the do's mm-hmm. um, in most people's mindsets. But like if you ever want to do a really fun Bible study, right? Look at, um, you, you take the Old Testament and you find all the thou shall nots, right? And then, and then you take the New Testament and then, and you find the go and do, right? And then you compare the two. And so New Testament thinking says go do, whereas Old Testament thinking says do not do. Mm-hmm. And I also like, will kind of put that into the same bowl as like, how are we naturally in our mindset, right? Romans 12, like one and two says, right? Do not be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by what? The, the renewing. renewing of our mind, mm-hmm. right? So there's that, that Im- implies that there is a old way of thinking and then there's a renewed way of thinking or a fallen way of thinking that is centered around the way that the the world and the cultures of this world kind of teach us mm-hmm. to view things. And then there's a renewed way of thinking that is a perspective from heaven, right? So from where God sits um, down into time, down into earth and into the temporary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when we look at a lot of times like by nature, so our natural perspective and mindset is usually cynical. We usually examine what we don't have. We usually examine what we can't do, mm-hmm. whether it's conscious or subconscious. And that's why I think so. it's so easy for us to relate to God in a restrictive way, that he's relating to us like, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. And where that gets really changed is in the relationship that Christ allows for through grace, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then that grace isn't just the forgiveness of sin, but it's the empowerment into righteousness. Yeah. And it's both of those things equally, right? It's this the removal of sin, but then also that empowering piece. And so it's not just don't do, right? It's, it's rather than doing this thing that you shouldn't do, do this instead. Yeah. So question for you. What's up? So what do you think... Um, what do you think happens when we relate to goals? What do you think happens when we do focus mostly on the negative? The yeah. don't, don't do right. this. Um, so I'm going to give you my, can I give you my, uh, yeah. my quick answer to this? So, uh, yes. A pastor, great pastor, a friend of mine told me this years ago. Uh, I was a very young Christian and it has just stuck with me. It's become like a philosophy, a mindset, so on and so forth. And, and I'm going to get, I'm going to answer it twice. I'm going to answer it in two different ways. So I'm going to answer it with the philosophy that my pastor told me. And then I'm going to give you kind of the biblical, where, where is that found? Right. Okay. okay. So the, the principle can most easily be understood in um, what makes the difference between an amateur golfer and a professional golfer, okay? Okay. So think about this. So there's only one thing that separates 
an amateur golfer from a professional golfer. I don't play golf, and so I don't. I'm, I'm not. I describe this mentally. Either. It's not. Okay. I don't not hitting the golf balls. Okay. So, uh, but an amateur golfer knows everywhere that they don't want their ball to go. Mm. They don't want their ball to go in the sand trap. They don't want their ball to go in the water. They don't want their ball to go in the rough. But where is the focus? If the focus is on the negative, you're going to always reciprocate the negative. What you focus on determines your future. That's good. So what you focus on, that's where you will find yourself. And if your focus is constantly negative then you're going to end up in a negative space. Your route might look different, but the destination is always the same. Mm -hmm. So you have to begin to change the way you think, which comes from changing focus. So you focus on where your ball should go. That's what a pro golfer does. They don't think about the sand trap. They don't think about the rough. They think about that one spot where it's supposed to go. And that's where the focus goes completely. So where, where we see that, that principle, at least, paralleled is in Matthew 12. It's in the latter part. I think it's like verse 38. Um, Jesus gives this parable where he talks about an impure spirit. You know, he, he's, he's talking, there's a much more broad context. I don't, don't have time to go into, but, but he says that when an impure spirit leaves a place, right? And think about like a person, right? There's an impure spirit. Maybe it's um, an addiction. Maybe it's a mindset, like a a poverty mindset or a slavery mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this this impure spirit, right? And um, we, we set a goal, right? The person sets a goal, okay? And they go into behavior modification, so we're going to set these things, these exterior things up in our lives. I'm going to put the Wi-Fi protector on. I'm going to get the accountability partner. I'm going to uh, make a phone call every Tuesday to do confession with my you know, pastor, whatever, right? We do all the exterior things. Um, and then what do we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, throughout the week, it's just busy ourselves modify our behaviors, white knuckle our discipline. And, um, about three weeks in maybe (laughs) it's like, Oh my gosh, here we go again. So he says, when an impure spirit leaves a place, the master of the home comes in and cleans the home. The impure spirit then goes and finds after uh, leaving for a while, okay, mm-hmm. for a season, the impure spirit goes and it finds seven other spirits stronger than itself, stronger than mm-hmm. and it goes back into the that the now clean space, and those spirits then inhabit that clean space. What's the point of that parable? The point of the parable is that the house was left empty. Mm, yep, that's it. When you leave the house empty, you're going to always leave space for the negative to creep back with its ugly things. friends. Yep. And it's not and it's not just the same old things. And bigger things. It's bigger things. And, and it says that the 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 person that the the master of that house was worse off than when he started. And when we try to behavior modify, mm-hmm. right? We have to understand that that we can control our hands and we can control our heads. We can't control our hearts. And Jesus is not after your hands, and he's mm-hmm. not after your head alone. 
He is first and foremost after your heart, because it's out of the heart that all of these other things happen. And so let's just take an an easy one, or maybe not not an easy one necessarily, but a very common one, like pornography, okay? Mm -hmm. So pornography addictions and people's determination for getting rid of a pornography addiction are, I mean, there's genuine effort that goes around this, but, but let me help. If you never identify that there are parts of your heart, you can love Jesus and be addicted to pornography. Like, that's a thing, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. you can be in that space, and it's a really hard space to navigate, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't doesn't make you less genuine in your desire and love for Christ, um, but it also doesn't make your, the reality of that sin any lighter. And, And so, if you never deal with the fact that it's not a behavior, but it's something in your heart. It's something in who we are that doesn't see people the way that God sees people. Then you're going to behavior modify and you're never going to experience the heart transformation. And so it might be a year later. It might be a day later. It might be a decade later, but it creeps back in. Why? Because it's not about what the hands do. It's about where the heart is. And if I see someone as an object, as opposed to an image bearer, mm-hmm. it's easier to objectify them, yeah, right? And then use them in for my own pleasure versus seeing them for who God is and understanding the height of the beauty in which they were created and how valuable they are as a person and how no one in, that has ever existed or does exist should ever be objectified, right? So it's, it's understanding I have a heart issue. Yeah. Right. And so I think that if we don't examine that, right, we get real busy with what we can control. Because let's be honest, like, I can't change my heart. That's the problem. Right. Right. Like, you ever tried to change your own heart? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good luck. Because <laughs> I know I can't. You know, and, yeah. but but there's a verse in Ezekiel that, that's stuck with me always. And, and it's beautiful sure. because, you know, it's like, it's like when, in, in, uh, I think it's like Matthew 9 or 12, I can't remember, where Matthew is, is literally giving his testimony, right? And he, he says that um, when Jesus called Levi, which was Matthew's name before mm-hmm. he was named Matthew, right? So the guy who wrote the book of Matthew, he is a Jewish tax collector, really despised guy um, in the culture of that time. And Jesus calls him to himself. And, and so the Pharisees get really <laughs> upset, you know, because Jesus just took this like really terrible guy and Levi was excited. You know, Levi was like, somebody actually wants me because he was like more than rejected by everyone in his culture. He but he had friends though, that were also kind of in that mix. They were rejected too. Anyway, long story short, the, the statement that kind of follows this scene is um, Jesus turning to the Pharisees and saying, it, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Mm-hmm. And then he says, so go learn what this means. You can only find this in Matthew's gospel. I love this statement. Um, but he, he says, go learn what this means, for I desire mercy rather than sacrifice. And he's quoting Hosea 6.6. And he actually is, that's the most quoted verse, Old Testament verse by Jesus in the New Testament. He actually, it's the only verse that he repeats in mm-hmm. different scenarios. And so um, a very interesting verse, but that, that understanding of Jesus as a physician. In Ezekiel, it says that God will take our heart of stone. 
and he'll give us a heart of flesh. Yeah. And I think a lot of people apply that as like a one-time transaction. And in salvation, it is. But let's understand that there's different departments and compartments of our heart. Yeah. And and, and I can have... Yeah, a hardened spot yeah, I can have heart. I can have a tender or spot bitter, in my heart bitterness or... that loves Jesus and is given over to him. And then there's another part of my heart that's darkened and hardened and distorted and manipulated. And the enemy loves to just keep us there like, oh, you're the only one that struggles with this. Mm-hmm. You're the only one. I can't Isolates tell us. you yeah. how many times I've had somebody come to me and they're just freaking out because they're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I can tell you this because I, I think like I'm the only person that's ever done this in the world. And I'm like, Bro, like 11 people talk to me about that a week. Like, you're not alone. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it, it doesn't make it not heavy, but we can walk through I, this. I, yeah, and I think that's why um, even just referencing the sermon we had the chance to listen to with Pastor Tracy this past week um, about community and how community is so key and so important whenever we are kind of walking through those times and having to be honest with ourselves because community helps us to realize that we're one not alone Mm -hmm. and two it gives us so many times resources and outlets to confess and share and within vulnerability there's healing yeah and anytime that we do try to isolate and you know not show people certain things that's when things get even worse yeah um and situations become um even worse than they are and I, i was just thinking of a personal example just with one area that the Lord worked on my heart, you know, once I came back from college, I stayed at my parents' house for a while, um, for a couple of years before my sister and I moved um, into an apartment. And, uh, you know, coming back, moving back into your parents' house after college can Oof. be rough because yeah. you're used to just doing your thing. Yeah. You know, you're out and, you know, I, I always thought of myself and you know, decided to be responsible. And, you know, I like I was proud of the life that I lived at college. And, you know, I wasn't even out here doing nothing. Right. Like, I'm like, doing you know, my, I got, homework, doing my okay. homework, I'm going to class, doing you, a know, Bible I'm, you know, studies. yeah, like, you know, this is chill. Like, I loved being in college and the people I met there and everything. And so coming back and just having to um, just kind of submit underneath my parents' in my parents' home and their expectations on when to be home and what time's appropriate and what's respectful and and these sort of things. It was kind of just like, man, why y'all treating me? Like I was out running the streets, going to be out doing stuff at night. Like I'm going to do something crazy. Like literally just ah, chill. (laughs) (laughs) Just It's fine. Like I don't know why I have all these restraints on me all of a sudden. And so some days that would kind of put me in a sour mood. I didn't really want to be home. I would kind of just like go to my room, not really want to engage. It was kind of just like a tense, um, short season, you know, and the Holy Spirit was like, what's up with that? <laughs> Let's that talk does about, sound a whole lot like the Holy Spirit. What's, well, what's up, with up with that? Let's talk about your heart in this. And it right. was like, why do you feel this way? And I kind of felt like, I just feel like my parents don't trust me or I feel like, like kind of they're targeting like who right. I am, you know, kind of all this scrutiny, whatever. And it, the Lord ended up just telling me, he said, no, that's, that's, that's not it. I right. mean, maybe that's how you feel, 
that's not truth. Right. And if anything, they've stayed the same. They're the same people. You're right. the one that's changed. And right. so I'm thinking, are you guys cracking down on me? Y'all just treating me like it's like they're they're growing and continuing to respect me and like trying to be flexible and things. I'm the one who's kind of bucking up against things that have been and I had to just really ask the Lord whenever I would get home, like, instead of don't do this, don't do that. When you get home, make sure you don't do this and this and this and this. And then people won't get upset at you or, you know, whatever. And I just said, Lord, when I go home, help me to be pleasant. Right. I want to be pleasant. I want to enjoy my family. And literally, once my prayers and my focus stopped being on what I can't do and my parents won't let me do this and this and this and this is so crazy. I'm in my 20s. Like, what is going on? Like, get me out. <laughs> get me out. I'm ready to move. You know, whatever yeah. that that space was and the enemy will take you as far as you want to go down that negative mindset. And as soon as I was like, Lord, I just want to be pleasant. I love my family. I do. And I want them to enjoy my company. As soon as I did that, that's when it was like I invited the Holy Spirit. My pride went down. The humility opened up. The grace of God's come in. And then he started working on my heart more and more, and it just made it easier to hang out with them. So, you know, a counter, it's a very counterintuitive principle of the kingdom. Yeah. But it's so true that, that the restriction that God provides is for the purpose of abundant life. Yes. And so we got to go for this episode, but next podcast. Here's where we're going to go. We're going to talk about the gospel and life more abundantly as you pursue what God has for you this year. So appreciate you guys tuning in and we will catch you next time. Peace. Bye.